In this episode, we finally ask, is the truth really out there? Let's do it. What's up, Companion? I'm your host, Tom Tate, and I'm on a mission to trim and prioritize my ever-growing backlog, and I can't do it without your help. So I've hand-selected 30 games for my backlog. Each day, we'll take a good look at a single game and evaluate if it's worth playing or ditching at the end of the month. I'm going to pick 10 games to play over the next few months, 10 games to set aside for another day, and 10 games to purge completely. Never going to play those games. And today, we're taking a look at Thimbleweed Park on Steam. Let's go. Thimbleweed Park is a true point-and-click adventure game in the style of Maniac Mansion or Day of the Tentacle. It was developed by Ron Gilbert with Gary Winnick, David Fox, Jen Sandercock, and co-writer Lauren Davidson. It was released in 2017 through Terrible Toy Box. Eventually, it landed on Windows, Mac, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, Switch, Linux, Android, and iOS. So a full swath of console options here. The game was launched through a successful Kickstarter campaign in 2014, and I distinctly remember the day that this Kickstarter was announced. I was uh, working at my last job. It was so exciting to see Ron Gilbert finally return to form. We talked about the cave not too long ago on this podcast, and as you might recall from that episode, I was really excited about that game initially, but my excitement waned after the reviews started coming in and people were not super satisfied with that game. So if you haven't played Maniac Mansion or any point and click game, you see the scene and you see the characters in it and you control one of the characters in Thimbleweed. uh, This game has that early 8-bit aesthetic, so it definitely feels like Maniac Mansion. You use your game controls to select text comments, open, close, pick up, use, push, pull, a bunch of different options. And then you choose uh, the character, specific character or environment element that you want to do that action to. So the results here, it kind of allows you to come up with actionable combinations of things that are required to solve puzzles and progress the story forward. Or you can just come up with comical combinations that provide some humor throughout the game. A classic example of that is using the hamster with a microwave in Maniac Mansion, a super classic uh, example of when point and click kind of injects a little bit of humor. The plot of this game seems to start off like a typical murder mystery. The two characters that are pictured uh, with the art of the game and a lot of the previews, a lot of the trailers with the game, they remind me of Mulder and Scully from X-Files. And Gilbert specifically went on record to say it's a bit of a parody on X-Files, Twin Peaks, and similar shows on TV. The reviews for this game, Thimbleweed Park, were much better than the cave. And I think that the approach of, you know, going back and doing an 8-bit style in true, like true to form point and click adventure style gameplay, uh, I think that really appealed to gamers nostalgia. But I also think that it highlights that much of that element, uh, many of the elements of gameplay from that style of game, right from the 1980s, from the 90s, they're still it's still fairly timeless and enjoyable. I mean, it's really, really nice. I picked up Thimbleweed Park uh, through Steam. It was on sale. I forget how much I paid for it, but I would definitely be playing it on a laptop or on PC. 
So what do you think? Should I play Thimblewood Park? And I definitely want to know your opinion. If you've picked up this game, if you've played it and you think I should play it, skip it or ditch it, you can let me know at Tom at videogamepodcasts.com or on Twitter at Yo Power Time. So let's talk about Ouya. Just kidding, but not really. It's funny because when I started this podcast, when I started this 30-day journey, I had no intentions of mentioning Ouya at all, but it keeps coming up over and over and over again. So I don't want to talk about Ouya specifically, but I do want to talk about Kickstarter. This game was a successful Kickstarter project and rightfully so, but I personally, I'll be honest, I didn't support it on Kickstarter. I held out for a Steam discount. So why would I do this? I'm the ideal customer. I'm the ideal persona for Gilbert and his team, the ideal person for this particular game. And I was wondering why I didn't support it. And I think that in reflecting, I've kind of hit a bit of a wall with Kickstarter. I think I have a bit of Kickstarter fatigue. So aside from some friends projects, I haven't supported any video game related campaigns in a long time. And there have been quite a few. Uh, I got burned by Ouya. It was a fine, underpowered, but capable tiny console, but the controller was absolutely terrible. I remember the controller feeling really cheap and the little console couldn't even stand up straight with the weight of the HDMI cable. Uh, so I remember the console was always tipping over. Uh, I tried Towerfall. That was a good game. I tried experimenting with some uh, Super Nintendo and regular Nintendo emulators. I think I tried a little PlayStation too. It never really clicked with me. The UI was just okay. I remember the whole thing feeling a bit sluggish, but really that controller was terrible. And I remember thinking it was a problem too. Uh, so the Ouya was kind of a dud. I also got burned on Mighty Number no. 9. Uh, this was a promised spiritual successor to Mega Man that would bring the legacy of the Blue Bomber back to consoles in a super big way. But the game ended up being delayed multiple times and it was so unenjoyable when I finally got my hands on it. It ran slow, and in my opinion, it really lacked the soul of what made Mega Man so great, even though it copied a lot of the same gameplay elements. Now, maybe I would have pulled through at the end to support Thimbleweed Park if it wasn't going to hit its goal, but it hit its goal so quickly, so I knew that the game was going to be uh, created and released. You know, I genu genuinely wanted to see this game succeed, and I wanted this game to be a thing that existed in the world but I was able to watch it be carried on other people's shoulders. I'm really curious if you're listening, do you support games on Kickstarter? Have you had any similar successes or failures being a Kickstarter backer? In a way, getting in on games early is really just preemptively adding it to your backlog for later on, I guess. Uh, so there's a potential to really damage your backlog by backing a bunch of games. So will Thimbleweed Park make the cut. Subscribe to Backlog Companion on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to shows and follow along to find out. If you want to advocate for a specific game, check out the list at backlogcompanion.com and you can always email me at tom at videogamepodcast.com to let me know your opinion. Tweet me on Twitter at YoPowerTime, Y-O PowerTime. And in the absence of a Patreon account, supporting the show is really easy. Just leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to shows. Uh, keep it honest, doesn't have to be five stars. Just let me know how I can continue to improve. I want to thank you so much for traveling companions. As always, I will catch you on the next one.